Hello, and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Apatria. Uh, it is a special, special time of the season, though. We're transitioning. We're going to baseball now, guys. We're going to be talking some MLB action, some DFS strategy, and I, and I am joined by the one other, none other, only one, the only person, our MLB expert over here, Andy Gallagher. How are you doing on this Saturday, Saturday, wonderful morning? Actually, it's about mid-afternoon now, but I still got coffee here. <laughs> yeah, doing good. Glad you got that. <laughs> I finished my coffee. It is afternoon, and it's out, really nice out here in South Florida, enjoying a little breeze and weather, and, you know, it's it's good. Yeah, you got the, the nice Florida weather. I'm up here in Connecticut, so it's a little bit breezy. I'm looking at maybe a 45 to 50 if I'm – if I'm lucky, um, that's what I'm really hoping for. It's bitter cold and some ferocious winds <laughs> yesterday. I, thought my, I lived on the third floor. I thought my house was coming down. But, uh, you know, we got some good action to talk about. So we're here. We're, we're going to get everybody geared up a little bit as we're transitioning. Uh, you know, we're, we're, if you're still in, in the in the mystery of uh, all seasons right now, exactly when's going to go on. We're starting to get somewhat of an idea. Uh, looks like owners of all associations are trying to make a push, obviously, sooner rather than later. Um but hopefully if we can keep kind of betting this and everybody takes the right precautions, we can get to sports sooner rather than later. So we're going to give you guys some tidbits, some things to look out for, some some strategy behind MLB DFS, uh, things that Andy likes to look into, uh, you know, basically the way that he breaks things down, you know, the research, how it goes into it, the morning, the night before, uh, and then right up until lock. So, I mean, we got a lot to talk about, man. So I think we should just jump right into this. I want you to just rip it. Man, tell us exactly how you do this. I know the slate just ended. It's, we're gearing up. It's the night before. We're looking into it. What do we What do we start with, man? What do we What's the first few factors that we're taking into account when we're building our initial shell lineup this night before? Good question. So as we're kind of watching on a, on a regular, you know, a normal night in MLB DFS, um, not thinking about really all what's going on right now, and kind of just thinking about as a regular night, we're looking at starting pitchers, trying to confirm, obviously, whoever we can the night before, trying to set those. We're looking at the schedule, home, away teams. That includes the parks. We can go ahead and do sort of a shell pitcher breakdown. I would suggest it's just part of my process the night before. Um, check the latest news. I do like to check. Um, I use this app. It's called the Player Line app. It just helps you get free apps downloaded, get all the news on any particular pitcher, look them up kind of read the story behind what's going on, all the stats, all the basic stats at least. And as I mentioned, just doing a shell lineup at this point so that we can go ahead and get an idea. That way you can kind of lock in as you're choosing your contests and sites. Go ahead and lock in, you know, what what guys you want, at least initially. So just in case, you know, maybe an emergency happens or something the next day. And then, I mean, you may still have a chance to cancel it. But, you know, just looking at um, previous games, uh, watch basically – know maybe um you have or uh what i have done is try to keep notes on guys with pitchers because looking at you know six seven days about that time since the guy pitched last time so it's kind of hard to remember keep all the stuff in your head but that app helps you can read about like i mentioned the story um you also want to look at your uh, hitters and potentially you're not going to have the lineups yet set but um, hitters with leading stats for the day. I do go ahead and look up uh, the top rankings for the games in terms of things like ISO, slugging, OPS, WOBA, stolen bases, because these are all power and speed oriented factors that I'm looking at. So um, this is everything to kind of 
goes on in the basics the night before. So um, I'm not looking at things like Vegas lines or implied team totals yet because not only a lot of that stuff not out, but only, you know, just because I want to get a feel for what I think is um, probably going to be the highest scoring um, games based on a, a lineup of potential stack of teams. Just kind of start bringing it down, making your own probably uh, notes on a pen and pad the day before. And then the next morning, we'll get into some more deeper stuff. So all this is is shell-based pitchers and then finally trying to get an idea of um, based on those weaker pitchers, you, you might as well just start with the lowest salary pitcher and start attacking those, um, working up your way in the salary, uh, for example, on FanDuel and just trying to figure out, you know, starting at the bottom, what team they're playing against and just working your way up from there. I, that's that's pretty much a lot of the same stuff that I have going on when uh, the night before for me as well. Um, I'm generally trying to get an idea of, of what pitchers I'm going to be honing in on. And usually the first ones that kind of pop off the board, you generally know where the ownership and same thing with a lot of the stacks that we're looking at. Um, another few things that I, you know, I always take it to account. I think the night before, I don't know if you do this the next day, uh, you know, general park factors, uh, you know, you know, basic things that we can generally gauge into which ones are going to have, uh, you know, more runs, runs available um, in the higher total games. You know, a lot of the times I think you probably do the same thing. Uh, we take a look and when we see cores is on the schedule, uh, of course, as a home game, we generally know that that's going to be a big boost for a lot of the players over there. And there's a few other parks and different park factors that I, I like to take into account. Um, you know, some other, you know, fantastic parks. We're always looking at Miller Park. We're looking at the Great American Ballpark. Uh, you know, then there's certain parks that we see are better for certain players as far as like Yankee Stadium for lefties um, and a few things like that. So uh, I think, all you know, coupled with, you know, that and just knowing, you know, which lineups that we want to target. Obviously, there's, you know, a select five or six lineups out there that are just powerhouse premium lineups and you know, you can either go in the route that you want to take the sacks in those lineups and then you're fighting some ownership or you could take the one offs in those lineups and hopefully avoid the ownership. But, um, you know, that's a that's a great point to put that this is the time that we're trying to get that shell and we're trying to just dissect which guys that we want to actually keep into our player pool. The earlier you could do it, the better, because baseball, unlike any other sport, and I can't say unlike it, we're always doing the research, but baseball is just loaded with research, whether it's individual matchups, teams matchups, or like I said, those park factors and things like that nature. And then uh, we didn't even, you know, we didn't even touch on weather. I mean, there's going to have to be multiple. You're going to you guys are going to hear multiple uh, baseball strategy type shows because there is just so much to get to. Uh, but take us into the next morning, man. I think I think we got a good idea of what you're doing the night before. So that's going to gauge us into that next morning. So now you have your shell lineups all set. Um, you know, you kind of have that that general consensus of what you're looking at. But what's the next stuff that you start to break down when you're you know divvying it out and starting to eliminate more guys from your player pool? Yeah. Well, this part is not going to sound sound too exciting or sexy, but it's going to be a lot of <laughs> spreadsheet, Excel, and math, man. Uh, <laughs> so um, as you mentioned there. Um, though first probably with the ballparks is probably to go good to go ahead and get into where I go. It's a particular site where it's, it has everything. Um, it's called swish analytics, or if you just type in Google, um, major league baseball park factors, uh, swish analytics that shows you everything laid out from the height of the, um, I'm thinking of, you know, the height of the walls, whether it's, for example, eight to 12 feet left to right. It has that on the left side of the screen. It has it's laid out in pictures, so you can picture it in your mind, you know, which is going good for lefties, which is good for righties, and, it, and it's color coded as well. So it'll show you, like for example, you mentioned Yan- Yankee Stadium. The outside home run area is colored green, and in the mid sections um, from second or basically what's amounts to doubles or triples 
those are in the yellow area, I believe, if I recall. So as you look at the Swish Analytics site, you can see, um, kind of get that lined up, as you said, either the night before or the early morning, however, you know, someone would want to uh, do that. And then also, down to early a.m., I'm, I'm building out my everything in the pitcher uh, related there, strikeout numbers. So I'm taking into account all these different factors. I'm lining them up in the spreadsheet. Paper nines, that's very important for me to kind of know. I like to take in swinging strike rates, um, K percentage. Um, I also go ahead and get into, um, there's another app I just downloaded, Sports Prop Betting, that you can get on. It's just you can just go with the strikeout prop bets for every pitcher. I'm still not looking at, you know, general Vegas line uh, numbers yet, but just focus on the pitcher props at this point. And I'm putting it all, um, lining up all the pitchers basically by um, by price before I try to, like, rank them or put my own score or anything like that on them. Um, whether they're home or away, obviously, what team they're playing against. I also line up the X fifth or Sierra. Um, I've used both of them before. Either one you choose is fine, really. It's kind of what depends on what you all want to get used to using. I also take importance into or, or weighted uh, into all these factors. Bullpen rankings, um, fielding rankings. You can look up all this information. By the way, um, a lot of the earlier info I mentioned on fan graphs, of course, you can put in there. Just type the player's name in the, in the in player and blog search. Um, you can also go to the splits. Uh, we're looking up a lot of this stuff here. Um, I like to do this here, though. Um, I like to get into OPS, so on base plus slugging, uh, percentages. Now, I, I'm focused on upside, you know, when it comes to stacking in um, MLB, just because generally even in cash, we like to go stacking. We don't have to because, like you mentioned, we can optimally do, you know, one or two, well, not even two one-offs, really a one, maybe one one-off and two double stacks. So maybe a four-two-two stack, for example, on FanDuel. I played a lot more on FanDuel. Um, but I'll be playing a lot on DraftKings as well here. But um, so I'm also taking into account when I'm looking at this more so in a shell um, stat category, the OPS lefties versus righties weighted. So I can go ahead and do a simple math equation where I can look at the pitcher's uh, OPS plus the, the batter's OPS, that is, in the matchup, so if it's a lefty pitcher versus a righty batter, I'm taking into account both of their OPSs, adding them up, and then divided by two, and that's how I actually get my weighted OPS. So, uh, and as we mentioned, we we got to start looking even in the early AM. We mentioned the park, but also the weather factors. We got to start looking at the weather. Um, just doing some basic Google searches or weather channels on different weather and what it is there you're looking at air density looking at obviously the rain factor percentage of rain what i do is if if it were approaching or at 10 percent just me personally i avoid it in cash um so i don't go there but save that for tournaments if you're if it's over 10 percent chance of rain um then i do like to get into x stats Statcast is great for that it's baseball savant uh, that's the site. You can look at uh, X Woba, X Slugging, 
if you want to look at or get into X, uh, not as important to wait in there, but X batting average and figure out and compare. Um, so if a guy has a 1,000 OPS, and this happens a lot, like you mentioned at cores, um, I noticed as I, I did a rundown already in all the cores guys, and I noticed that all their WOBAs, uh, WOBA being kind of a substitute for OBS is a kind of a deeper stat. All those cores guys, um, yeah, o- actual WOBA was higher than their ex-WOBA. So that that part factor factors in in a positive way. It gives them better actual stats than their expected stats. So, you know, uh, so now also I looked at an example here. Um, let's see. When I basically I add these up to try to get my overall score, the X stats, and then I compare it to their actual stats, OPS versus the team they're playing against. I also look at things like home runs per nine, projected innings pitched. You know, you can find innings pitched per game or you can go by pitches per game. Um, I've used all these before. Uh, if I'm going and try to get an actual ranking, that's a bit more complicated. I won't really get into that, but I'm adding up several of these X factors and I'm getting like a total score. For example, Steven Strasburg, he might be at a 1.11 total score versus that team weighted. So basically, um, I might deduct some other not as essential factors, such as hard contact. That is hard contact percentage so that I'm trying to come up with my own number based uh, ranking. That makes sense there, Mike. Yeah, I mean, there that was that was a pretty uh, it was pretty loaded. I mean, there, there was a whole lot of information in that. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, just circle back and touch on a few things that, you know, maybe some some people uh, are, you know, a little bit more experienced than, you know, some are a little less experienced as far as the DFS and just MLB advanced stats and stuff. So you kept saying X this X that, um, you know, some people out there might they might not know what that X exactly means. So if you can just circle back and touch on that, um, you know, what what the X stands for and, you know, uh, the importance, I guess, of expected stats. Sure. Yeah, well, StatCast takes into account expected stats as far as what they should score on a daily, daily, weekly, or monthly, yearly basis. What I try to do is I take the most relevant sample size of the player stat as well. So I won't really take worry about taking just like the 2019 stats because, well, right now we have to include that because we're just looking into projected for the overall season. We can't go based on obviously anything, not even a small sample size so far this year for 2020 because we're not even considering spring training. That's not part of our, you know, figuring out anything. So um, what we're doing is looking at the expected stats that StatCast comes up with. And you could even do, if, if somebody wanted to get into it, look at a differential. So, for example, if the actual WOBA was 350, but the ex-WOBA expected Woba based on what the events of that pitcher, I'm sorry, that uh, hitter is trying to do or has done, um, the expected stats comes out with, let's say, a differential of an X Woba of 300. So that means we have a negative differential of point, uh, 0.05, correct? Uh, so I'm, I'm right with my math. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, you, you got you to look at it's It's, um, yeah, this, that would be five thousandths. No, I'm sorry, five hundredths of what we're looking at in the negative 
to what they're actually expected to produce. Okay. So I, I, I you're like a wizard with this stuff, man, with the, <laughs> with the numbers and everything. So like that. So I'm going to try to just say it in, uh, in, in like a very layman's terms, the way I use, you know, the, the expected stats and next and things of that nature is basically, it's a way to tell, uh, you know, how hard a slump may be when a guy could be due to break out of a slump. Uh, you know, is his average so low because of his, you know, necessarily his bad balls and plays, his strikeout percentage and things like that. It accumulates a lot of that stuff and lets you know, you know this guy's hitting the ball hard. Uh, he's hitting it in play. Maybe he's just getting extremely unlucky, though. Uh, you know, he's not finding the gaps is that, you know, necessarily he's getting these hard liners. But, you know, when I take things into that account and I see a guy, you know, struggling at the plate, but everything else is in his expected numbers are doing well. I'm I'm looking for that breakout game. I'm, that's kind of what the things I do to kind of target those guys that are going to be coming out of that slump because necessarily they're hitting, they're doing all the right things at the plate, just getting very unlucky. And it could be vice versa. There's other guys that you can look at it and are seeing are getting extremely lucky with the ball. Uh, you know, maybe it's some things like uh, Andy said, where it's park factors, guys that just got off a, a you know, a road trip over there in course. Uh, and a guy just went and hit three home runs on that road trip. Uh, now he's going to a different stadium. Maybe he's going to a stadium like, uh, you know, that's that's terrible. He's going to AT&T Park. Um, you know, you could take that into account and kind of, you know, decipher those stats and know that that was not you know expected necessarily. So um, and then you also touched on things like weather and, you know, and I think, you know, park factor as well. And uh, I wanted to touch on it and ask you. Uh, you know, how do you take it to account when, let's say, uh, you know, certain teams, I think we have a list of maybe about eight, eight, eight or nine teams, uh, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, uh, that have retractable roofs. And what does that take into account? And what do you take into account as far as pitchers that are playing in closed roofs and I guess batters going against pitchers in closed roofs? Right. It, it still depends on the park. So the park has a rating out system of how good it is for uh, like it would be like a 0.9 or 1.0 particular rating they use on swish analytics so you can see what the difference is in every or if you over more just want to look at the colors um green yellow or red being bad then that's just really a simple way to break it down you know we're not including or obviously worried about weather in a, that type of environment so yeah glad you're here to break it down in a way i can't more lame <laughs> no no that wasn't i wasn't saying that you could i just know that uh you know I, i've been playing dfs uh nba for uh you know better after like six or seven years so sometimes when i'm going i'm talking about some of you know a lot of the ad, advanced analytics and stuff like that uh i would just i used to do shows over with dan brespers at hoop ball a lot of times doing some of these shows and he would be like hold on hold on Let's uh let's let's get this into you know words that I can understand as well. So uh, I always like to kind of break it down in a very layman's way as well as the analytic way because we have two different ways, uh, two different minds. I mean everybody interprets information differently. Some people are better with the numbers. Some people just are like, okay, now what does that mean? So uh, <laughs> uh, so it's always good to just to kind of give it from both angles. And I'm probably more of like what does that mean kind of aspect uh, when it yeah. comes to baseball, just because like you said, there is so many factors, there's so many stats that sometimes it's. It's like I, I just like to know the nitty gritty where, you know, what parks do I need to give guys boost in? You know, I, I know Coors is a big one. I know Miller Park's a big and vice versa. The, the parks, I always just take something like I take a grain away from some hitters where if they're going to AT&T AT Park or uh, PNC Park or Tropicana, uh, Oakland, one of the, you know, one of those parks where I, I, I got to you know, worry about necessarily uh, the size of the field, you know, the, the length, uh, you know, things like righties going to Yankee Stadium. Uh, there's a lot of things I like mm -hmm. to take it to, you know just breaking it down sometimes on like the, the layman's terms. Um, it just stands out for me when I, when I do my brief overview. And then I like to get into that analytical stuff that uh, you were just talking on the same thing where you just keep going, you keep finding more stats that just, you know, every little bit of information matters in these things, especially in baseball. 
So I didn't want to, you know, take anything away from your your analytics there, but I also <laughs> wanted to give it give it on both on both sides as well. So, um, and then yeah. there was one other thing as far as stacks. Again, just trying to break it down for a layman standpoint for those. I know you touched on a little bit of stacking. Can you just give us like you know three or five teams that you think you know just right off the rip just stand out as very stackable teams? I guess some of the teams that you're expecting to have the better lineups. Well, you as far as individual teams, you mean? Yeah, so like not necessarily like divisions or anything like necessarily like you're just going in there. I mean, you know, one that stands out right off the top of my head, obviously the Dodgers. Um, you know, Dodgers bringing on Mookie Betts. They're they're having a pretty solid lineup. You're just looking at through and through. Um, you know, being the one of the worst hitters in their lineup, being a young prospect who's yeah. potentially going to be one of the best infield hitters in the near future, being Gavin Lux. So, um, you know, Dodgers stand out as one. You know, I look at their lineup one through eight, one through nine, and, and I really don't see any holes or weaknesses. Uh, you know, the one being maybe A.J. Pollock, who's going to probably platoon uh, the better half of the season with Jock Peterson. So, um, yeah. you know, there's just maybe if there's just a few more that kind of stand out, just give our listeners sure. a little taste of teams that you're going to be looking at right off the rip. There's not it doesn't necessarily matter what yeah. park they're going to. Or, we, um, uh, we mentioned yesterday how like in, uh, just comparing to NBA real quick, how a lot of the lower uh, not so good NBA teams are doing well in DFS kind of like the Phoenix Suns and what's the team people like the, the Hawks and the, the Wizards that really plays in pretty well with uh, MLB, MLB DFS as well when stacking because you got to get something lower cost because you're not going to fit those higher price teams like you mentioned the Yankees it's probably the best hitting team out there you know with probably you know if you want to look at the Nationals I really like the Atlanta Braves and teams like that but we're not going to fit a full stack um, of guys in our lineup on any of those particular teams, just because of we're trying to basically my goal is um, I mentioned yesterday, trying to spend up as pitcher as much as possible. So I do favor um, aces a lot in my, my projections and um, players I use, especially in cash. Now I may go away from that, obviously in GPP and try to get some more risky options in there. So sure. Those, those lineups are all good, but we're not going to be able to afford them a lot of times um, when we're, when we're trying to balance out our lineup. So, but there are definitely a lot of interesting teams out there. You know, we mentioned the Rockies out there. That team is not as good as <laughs> they are just because of Rockies uh, course field, because, um, you know, once you get past, I looked at the lineup um, past guys to lineup numbers, two through four, like just two, three, four in the order. It really goes downhill after that. So, you know, <laughs> the, 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 pack, the, the, park factor is so heavy in that case that you know the, the lineup is just so overinflated as far as what they do and then you have a massive downshift in park factor when yeah. you go obviously oh yeah there. absolutely absolutely we always need we always need to kind of get those guys like when i'm looking at cores uh, i'm not necessarily always going right to the you know the away team coming to cores as a stack necessarily but I, I generally look for you know maybe one or two of those guys maybe uh batting sixth or seventh in that lineup that i'm getting for 28 to 31 3200 um as a nice little one little one piece i know i was uh you know kind of abusing the twins last season just because some of their guys oh. which weren't getting priced up and they're one of my favorite lineups i'm i'm looking forward to because uh, they're rock solid through and through. They added a few bats. You know, you got some big, big GPP guys in there as far as, uh, you know, Miguel Sano and then Kepler, guys like that, that, you know, are just double machines. Uh, Sano, just a boomer bust home run type guy. And then a uh, great cap- catcher option. Nobody likes to play catcher, but uh, Mitch Garver is never too expensive. And then 
you know, you, you never see guys necessarily like I'm not expecting you know, Luis Arias to be expensive. I don't think Josh Donaldson's going to be all too expensive when you look at some of the other options. But yeah, uh, there's going to be there's going to be some fun, some fun lineups that we can definitely uh, go into. But I like that you put some emphasis on the fact that simply you like to you like to spend up on pitcher. And if you're spending up on pitcher, you got to be realistic with the way that you're building these lineups and understand that you're not going to be able to get a lot of these big bats. So. And maybe if you want some Yankee exposure instead of getting a guy like, uh, you know, Glaber Torres or Aaron Judge or, uh, you know, one of those guys, you're, you're settling Love for Luke Voigt or Gio Urshela. Um, and that's perfectly fine, too. So that's, Love I, it. You know, Love I like the Oakland A's, too. Oh, Oakland's always, uh, always yeah, rock solid. They're always going for smashing home runs, but they're not worried about doing anything else. They're not worried about getting on base anymore, right? Oh, no. I, I Well, I I'm, will say I'm uh, I'm pretty high on Mark Anya, so. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's a guy that if, if break breaking down their numbers last season and kind of looking at his uh, his splits and things like that, uh, he really kind of shifted gears and showed that he could he could be like an OBP machine. So, uh, you know, obviously yeah. got to be on base to accumulate a lot of these stats. So I think Oakland's another great point. Maybe not the best park either, but you could definitely look at their guys, especially on the road. Uh, yeah. You know, getting a nice little big boost. Most definitely. All right, man. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on as far as what you're doing in the early morning. I think we just threw a lot at uh, at our yeah. listeners as I far as we information. We don't want to overwhelm anybody. Yeah, else. well, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. Like, listen, we're, there's yeah. gonna when it comes to baseball. I mean, even with any sport, there's never you're never gonna be able to talk about every strategy and everything you're looking at uh, in one episode. Not unless you guys have about uh, you know six or seven hours to spare. But yeah. we're gonna try to break it up into you know little bits and pieces here and there. You'll hear on other shows we go a little bit more in depth. I'm sure. Uh, you know, when we're starting to talk about GPPs, you'll start hearing us go into some of the advanced stats, you know, affecting why we target certain guys in GPPs and, and not in cash and vice versa. So uh, yeah. take us into we're going to transition into the the point in time, I guess, when you're saying, you know, we're a few hours away from lock, you know, starting to kind of get the build and the idea of what our player pool is looking like. Um, what are some of the factors that you take into, I guess, leading up to that point and deciding what you want to lock this guy in? Yeah, so now we're getting into game time because we got to look at, you know, um, afternoon games. So I'm pretty much set to where I can take in two slates, at least as far as initially. I mean, I might break it up, obviously, and do the first slate and then the second 7 p.m. or 7.05 slate later on. But all this preparation was based on potentially having our 1 p.m. games to have them all evaluated. And so we got to have our hitters evaluated, right? We didn't really get into that too much. Uh, we got we focused more on the hitting. As I'm building out and making my spreadsheets, remember too, we're always kind of going back and leaning on each other in the Discord because we have a team of guys. It's not just me uh, or any one guy that's going to bring all the information. We're going to be looking for guys on a daily, nightly basis where we're going to have a system totally break broken down where you know we're sharing workload because it really is that massive amount of not only numbers but also what we see like a coach or a manager in the baseball dugout so we're looking for how the guy looks um just going back to pictures first for a moment sorry um how he look on any particular night the notes we kept on him um if he has any kind of lingering injury if he's coming back from an injury we need to know what his actual velocity velocity is and get that out right um, and also like, um, you know, what his breaking balls, what his, um, curve or sliders, all that kind of stuff looks like so that we can see, we can go into 
the next time that matchup comes up and be able to say, all right, this guy was losing control. He was walking a lot of guys, wasn't on his game. We want to know why going into the very next matchup so that, so that we're not scrambling, looking back and past box scores and things that box scores are fine, but you're only going to tell part of the picture or part of the story. So we're going to be focused on doing all that, um, sharing info in on our Discord, and, and this team of guys really has already been coming together and looking up at this stuff already. So that's going to be great. Um, as far as then the hitters, when we're getting towards lock, you know, mid a.m., especially 12 p.m., a lot of our hitting batting orders are already confirmed. But the question here is maybe I'll kind of leave it out to you, maybe get your thought on it first, is we got to figure out how we're going to find the value because – as you mentioned, there's a lot of guys out there that are going to be undervalued based on certain matchups, the platoon splits. Um, I noticed yesterday that, you know, we've been doing these simulation contests and they do a good job to some extent as far as projecting how these players and teams are going to do in the stacks and the pitchers. So I noticed that there was a pitcher, and I think it's Jose Urenas uh, for the Marlins at, uh, he is not a fastball pitcher, for example, and he was going against the Atlanta Braves. And, and now this is all simulation, but it's a valid argument when it comes to real baseball as well, is that um, his stuff is all off-speed stuff. It's not fastball stuff. So my question was, then at that point, now with this lineup set known for the Braves, which guys did well against off-speed stuff? Surprisingly, it was not the veterans. It was not the guys like, um, later on in the order or mid-order, like Danny Swanspin um, and uh, Enciarte. No, it was the guys at the top of the order, the the power uh, and speed type hitters like um, Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies. These guys uh, did pretty well against um, off-speed pitches, surprisingly, because as I've been going over the last several months, um, stat cast stats, the majority of guys really in, in the stat cast um, – world do better against fastball pitches more so than any other pitch and they because they hit more home runs remember we're looking for getting upside and power in any daily lineup and speed equating to stolen bases so we're really looking at um trying to get guys that have value um when it comes to these lineups the the really ideal spot in any lineup is based on statistics is number two in the order then uh, the guy that scores the most is probably number three or number one. And then, obviously, as we work our way down in the order, they're going to get less at-bats and less opportunities. So we got to factor this into our value in any DFS sport. we got to know, you know, we kind of want to break it down point per dollar and project it, but it has its limits when it comes to MLB baseball because a guy hits a home run, gets, for example, gets 18 points from that on FanDuel. We need to know which guy has that upside potential on any given slate to try to get there. So let me ask you then, how do you look for the value when it comes to that? Um, so I take a lot of the things that you said into into account. You know, necessarily I'm looking at, like you, you use Jose Urania uh, for his example. Um, first of all, you know, I can't stand that guy. Uh, I believe he's the <laughs> gentleman that uh, beamed Acuna. 
because oh. he was just had too much swag and hitting too many home runs that he just came out. It was when Acuna was like leading off games with home runs and he was breaking records doing so. Uh, he came out and beamed him right off the rip. Uh, it led to a nice little uh, bench clearing uh, debacle. But, you know, I'll look into things like that necessarily. I, I look into the splits and I'll see. Uh, and I don't necessarily look at it just, you know, you know, only from the angle of, you know, this guy's good against this pitch. But I want to look at, you know, I look at pitch selection necessarily. So if you're looking at a guy that's thrown a lot of splitters and things like that, and I look at the percentage of, uh, you know, the, 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 how often this uh, pitcher throws that percentage of pitch, and you'll get an idea of whether or not he's a fly ball or necessarily a ground ball pitcher ground ball pitchers tend to limit the damage that's given up and uh you know mm-hmm. when guys are on base so if i find out the guy's a fly ball pitcher uh you know i look at i look at the guys and i look at the guys in that lineup and i take that for uh, example and i it's, it's a bit of an edge it's a little bit of a bonus for him he's going to get the fly ball pitcher so then i look at you know necessarily where does this guy pitch whether he pitches up in the zone and you can get an idea of where you know Ronald Acuna, for example, has been crushing pitches. And where does this guy leave his, uh, you know, his curveball? Where does he leave his fastball? Often is it up in the zone? Because Acuna takes those yard. That's kind of his thing. So when you get all this, and at the end of the day, what we're doing is making projections. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, Mike Trout can go 0 for 4. He's the best player in baseball. Uh, so you never know exactly what's going to happen. But you have to angle it from a projection standpoint and think what is what's most likely going to happen. Uh, you know, where does he have his best odds to hit a home run? And for certain players, like for me, I love targeting Nelson Cruz against the left. That's the first thing I look at. If I see Nelson oh, Cruz yeah. is on the board, he's going against the lefty. He's shooting up my board. He's gonna and he's always a solid value, but he just absolutely over his career, and it's been a lengthy career. I think he's about 37 years old, 38 years old almost at this point. Yeah, might be older. Still one of the best hitters in baseball, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but he actually crushes lefties. So uh, you you know you'll notice there's a few other things that um, you know we can sit here all day and probably pinpoint certain guys that crush certain pitches. But I always look at that, and I you know with every other thing that I'm taking down for notes, you know let's say he's in cores, he, now he's also facing a lefty in cores. Uh, you know all these things just get boosted and boosted and boosted, and you'll you'll slowly be finding yourself you know checking you know giving your guys next to you on your notepad little extra stars little extra check marks and reasons why you like them. So um, you know I I take a lot of that into account as far as what you said as far as pitch selection. Um, you know, and then I'm also looking at obviously uh, price tag. I'm trying to find some of those guys that are, have those good splits and good parks uh, that I can use for one offs. Um, you know, it's all going to be determined basically also on, you know, which platform I'm probably playing on. You know, some pitcher sites are two pitchers, some pitcher sites are one pitcher. Uh, so if, I, if I'm spending up on one guy, like on DraftKings, where it's a two pitcher site, I generally try not to invest over, uh, depending on the slate, obviously, but uh, too heavily into pitching. You know, I'll look for that one ace and I'll try to get maybe one mid tier or one value guy uh but again a lot a lot comes with that you also got to know you know i'll never go near tampa bay starting pitching or any pitching for that matter just because we know that those guys aren't going long into games uh they're not going to get the opportunity they're not going to get the opportunity for a win uh and you know you want your guys going deep into the game so there's uh you know it's a loaded question there's a lot to throw at you as far as that but i think i think knowing uh to start as far as hitting um, what your what splits guys have lefty versus righty who's going to be on the mound that they're going against I think that's a great way to start knowing that now breaking it down to as far as that pitch that they're going against what percentage of pitches they throw and then pinpointing your batters that know uh, are, are good against certain pitches or face pitches better I guess you could say 
uh, is the next thing. And then you're taking into also the weather. Uh, is there wind blowing out to certain angles? Um, is it an outdoor stadium and the wind's blowing 15 miles an hour to left field or right field and, it's, you know, blown out to right field? You're already at Yankee Stadium. That's a big yeah. boost for those guys. So, um, so there's generally a lot I look into. Um, I think there's a lot everybody should look into. It's it's, it's baseball. It's just the stat-based sport. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Did I, did I answer it for you? Is, uh, yeah, that's I, cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Cool. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I uh, felt like there was a few. A uh, few questions in there, and I tried to get to a, yeah. a, most of them. Good. I, I like that you brought out the the, the um, fly ball versus uh, ground ball type of hitters. That's a tendency we always want to try to get is um, fly ball hitters. So that's a good one in in our evaluation of, uh, for value what we're looking for, and just kind of knowing the prices prices overall we're used to. I'm used to like um, paying over 10k for a pitcher on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, I, I'm not sure what the price is off the top of my head, but the value, you know, as you go along um, through the days and you do this kind of everyday grind type of a thing, you know, you'll see who's the value and who's not, but you have to make adjustments, like you said, for the matchup. And yeah. what I do really as a, as a, to the opposite effect of my pitchers, as I really still do use all the same things, the X stats, the basic, um, I don't really call it advanced, but still the ISO um, slugging percentage, things like that, to try to think of how much power the um, batter has at that particular, not only split, but also home versus away. Um, also factoring, you know, are we looking at a streaky hitter? You know, does this guy do good uh, potentially one month out of the season and then the rest of the time he's doesn't do anything? Um, is, there's also other factors that uh, – a, a normal, I, I suppose, a newbie coming into just playing DFS for the first time in baseball would not know even where to begin with this stuff. So it would be pretty confusing as it was for me uh, at first several years ago. But now looking at it, doing it the every day of the season pretty much, um, we can always look at and compare things like this, all the splits, different types of splits, splits and make sure we're, we're trying to look at real expected stats versus um, – the actual so when i kind of finish up my spreadsheet uh scenario as looking at the bottom <clears throat> of the pitchers and figuring out what my pitcher rankings were based on all the different um weighted areas now at the bottom guess what i've got i got my teams stacks in preferential order the exact opposite are the order of which i want to stack teams so what i'll do a lot of times is i'll also take in um, the matchup in terms of what is the weighted matchup in terms of OPS. Um, so it'll be like a plus, let's say a plus 100 uh, favoring the pitcher. So we know that's a favoring the pitcher type of a matchup based on maybe uh, the pitcher does better against righties, maybe because he, he's a righty and he does better against that handedness. So we know that if the, uh, the lineup has maybe – four or five lefties, that's an advantage for, uh, well, normally it's an advantage for the lefties, but, um, you know, actually that's a disadvantage. I was probably wrong <laughs> for the pitcher because the pitcher needs to go, the pitch, pitcher will have a weighted advantage if that righty is going against more righties than lefties. So if there's only one lefty in the lineup, you're looking pretty good as far as that overall lineup versus that pitcher. So, um, probably try to, uh, oh, also I didn't mention strikeout rate. Uh, when a guy has a high strikeout, you know, a 30% strikeout rate, we look at that guy as more high risky, maybe more of a, a, a tournament play. 
so he's not he's not hitting enough. Whatever reason, maybe he's struggling. We gotta look at that, uh, put that into a factor, and looking at you know which guys are hot, and so it's just a ton of stuff. But you know, once we have it, our, our narrow down lockdown, the two last things before setting my lineup is I'm looking at Vegas totals, implied team totals, because that's going to confirm all the research we've done. You know, whether we got to go to um, fan graphs, look look stuff up. Um, like I mentioned, baseball savant. If we got to go um, to somewhere else, baseballreference.com. We're trying to narrow down what Vegas thinks because they're we're relying upon somewhat just to confirm our own ideas and rankings. And then we're looking, we're getting our ownership projection projections. We'll have that. We'll know what those are as far as actual projected ownership. And then boom, we're setting our our, our cash and GPPs, and we'll have it all set up at that point. That's you know everything be locked, locked and loaded lineups, and we're all set. Did I miss anything? Um, no, I mean I, th- I think we, <laughs> we basically touched on a lot of uh, a lot a little bit of everything. I know that um, you know I touched on um, and asked you you know a couple big lineups that you know are going to be easily stackable. I think those are uh, you know things that we can you know generally take into account and in just assuming that, that this game's going to have a high game total. You know anytime you see two powerhouses going up against each other, if it's like the Yankees versus Dodgers, we're expecting you know obviously depending on who's on the mound as well, uh, pretty high game total stuff like that. Um, you know one thing I. I wanted to ask you as well. I know we said the the lineups that we're looking forward to. You know, what are some of the bullpens that you're looking to avoid? Um, you know, that's uh, a lot of things that we didn't really talk about too much. I think we question. mentioned it slightly. Uh, but there's always, you know, great pitchers on the mound. And, you know, obviously we can take into account when we're looking to stack or looking at even one off against a great pitcher is who's going to be backing them up. Um, and, you know, I wanted to ask you who are like three or four of the big bullpens that you're trying to avoid. Good question. So generally – you can look at the better teams have better bullpens. Yankees, Dodgers, all those type of teams always have generally good bullpens. I mean, we want to check that out and confirm the data. When I'm looking for guys that are not going to go, uh, also especially potentially in this scenario with coronavirus, is that guys going lower innings, you know, four or even five innings. We're looking at half of the game being pitched, um, relief pitchers and, and closes being thrown out there. So try to get the look for those stats, uh, bullpen, and then try to rank them. You know, we obviously go based off of last year. Uh, but it's really similar to the fielding as well. You can easily find fielding rankings and stats on um, fan graphs as well. But uh, the, the actual factors I look at are hard hit contact allowed by the bullpen itself, like some of the weaker teams, like, for example, Baltimore. And um, i trying to think of another one off the top of my head. The, the weaker, you know, Detroit Tigers, teams like that, they generally have the weaker bullpen. So we're attacking those bullpens as they may throw in, of course, at the beginning of the game, their fifth stick, fifth or sixth starters. We know the bullpen's coming in early. We're going to know which teams are going to have uh, given up, given it up as far as hard contact, ERA, and um, trying to think of anything I missed there. But, you know, we're going to have that all stuff all ranked up. And mm-hmm. if anybody is wanting to see or get more exact on where, you know, on a slate-by-slate basis, we'll have some of that info in on the Dusty Discord. Yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on a few of the teams that you mentioned as far as ones that you thought, you know, had good closures. I think the Yankees are a great example just with, you know, Chapman, Britton, um, Adam Adovito, all three of those guys are very, very well established, uh, you know, long and middle relievers in this league. Chapman, obviously not a long reliever, but uh, just a staple 
with his uh, 104 five mile an hour fastballs. Uh, you touched on, I think you said uh, Dodgers. Um, you know, they've always just been a contending team for the past like decade now. And they are always just have guys that should probably be starters that they just don't have enough room for. So, you know, yeah. you're getting guys that could stretch out. If, if the starter is getting into trouble, they can bring in a guy like a Ross stripling. Uh, I think they were using uh, Julio Rias, um, Julio Rias, however you pronounce it. Um, like that last season, I think they're planning mm-hmm. on stretching him out a little bit more into a starter though this season. So, uh, I think another major one that we could talk about, and it's probably the one I always circle and keep my eye on. And I'm going to be even more afraid of this season is going to be, uh, the Brewers, uh, just the way that they have, they use Josh Hader. He's a lights out guy that they can use. That's just one inning. If they need him for two or three, they could use him for two or three. They'll be getting Corey Knable back this season after Tommy John last season. So, uh, they're, they're one that's kind of on, on the board that I'm not really looking at. And I think, uh, Last two that would probably come to mind would be like Astros and Padres. Both of them seem to presumably have pretty good bullpens. Um, Astros with Presley, Ozuna, uh, depending on how they want to use Davinsky and Josh James this season. And then the Padres uh, with just guys like Kirby Yates, one of the league's best closers, and Pomerantz. Uh, I think they traded for Emilio Pagan last season. He ended up doing pretty well for them uh, towards that end stretch. So uh, just a few names I wanted to throw out there for people sure. to kind of maybe write down circle just uh you know maybe have like a little key checklist of guys and that's then that was kind of one of my intentions i think when i when i came into this podcast is i wanted just to give you guys a broad overview i know uh andy breaks down things great analytically uh coming up with all the great advanced stats so maybe you take a lot of these advanced stats you're writing these down so they're things that you know that you want to do some research on uh when the season does kick off and then maybe you, you take some of these parks you write them down for you know parks that you want to see guys or target and, you know, a uh, few that you want to stay away from. Same thing with the bullpen, same thing with the stacks, just a little bit of information uh, just to get you guys watered up and buttered up uh, for this season <laughs> when it does kick off. So, all right. Yeah. Make sure you got juice on the bone when you butter them up. Little, you need, yeah, we need a little juice on the bone when we're, <laughs> we're buttering uh, when we're water, watering it up. I think I said like you're watering the plant and then you're buttering it up. So we'll, we'll consider watering up as uh, we'll add that one, write that one down in the book as a patriotisms uh, that we say oft too often all right got that down there so um you know i think that's that's pretty much a lot of the stuff i i felt like we should just go over i know that this is this is kind of your realm man i'm not the dfs uh mlb expert per se i dabble i do know my baseball as far as just regular season long stats and season long stuff and you know things to look out for um but you know you touched on a lot of a lot of information man so what else? Uh, what else do you want to talk about before we, you know, get ready to pack up here? I know there's going to be a lot of prime stuff you already touched on as far as DFS yeah. coach talk, what to expect as far as what's going on in our Discord. Um, oh, I didn't get. You yeah. know what, guys, stop for a second. What am I doing? Go if you have a minute, pause this podcast. Please go give us a rate, review, and a follow. Uh, we all we always greatly, greatly appreciate that. So, Andrew, I'd love for you just to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, uh, where sure. you're going to be pumping out some of this information. Yeah, Drew J. Gallagher, D-R-E-W-J-G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. Awesome. And you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And you can find this podcast everywhere. So we do appreciate it if you guys can give us, uh, you know, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, comment. Uh, that means a lot to us, guys. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Uh, we are absolutely all over the place. So, uh, you know. Please, if you're listening now, I'm hoping that you paused it and then you went back and you did all that and now you're kicking it back off. So we thank you for doing that. And, you know, I, I just wanted to get that in there real quick because I know that uh, this is your realm, man. This is your thing. I want people to know where they can get this information, where they can find you, because uh, if you're not in the discord, 
Uh, you can always get him on Twitter. He's available all over the place. I know I'm always chirping at you a little bit here and there. So, uh, is there anything awesome. else that I think you 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 want to let our listeners know? Maybe just to have a star next to or circle. Uh, you know, besides some of the stats, just just basic, I guess, mm-hmm. key information and key things that you know that you know. I talked about Nelson Cruz going against the lefty. Maybe mm-hmm. just something a fun stat like that that you always know that you have circled on your board and your mouth is watering because you're waiting for that day to come up. <laughs> BVP, BVP that is, right? Banner versus pitcher. That's the fun stat. Everybody likes and asks sometimes about whether we use it or not. It's more so really for pitchers um, to see, you know, how they are versus a certain team. Maybe their history um, versus that team is not so good or good. We can use that information to our advantage. Uh, But for any particular guy, you know, um, if I can think of a mid-range guy that is going to be interesting to use is like Hunter Renfro. Uh, he moved from San Diego to uh, Tampa Bay. Um, we're going to get into all this stuff, you know, in the team previews coming up real soon. But it's just an um, interesting guy. He has a real strong arm, a lot of power. He's usually about, I use him quite a bit. He had nice ISO rankings, and um, he's only about 3K usually on FanDuel. Just guys like that that we try to take advantage of when we find the value. And that, um, you know, looking for overall tendencies, for example, like uh, right he's on the road because. So if they're the team on the lead, obviously they won't take that last part of the inning. And that's because of being on the road, that factor. And I just, just generally you can figure out, well, not to figure out, but we know the tendencies are um, righties generally do well versus lefties. And, and then you can take after that, maybe righties versus righties. Um, you don't want to generally, the last thing you really want to do or worry about is taking a lefty versus a lefty, because that's not, that's like the most unfavorable out of the four different scenario of hand in this matchups. Um, so, you know, in a contrarian way, you, you also want to look at, you know, people want to win, in, especially in baseball. It is more of a GPP geared type sport um, in DFS. So you really want to look at anti-fragile stat- strategies. That means that you try to got to really have to try to be different, differentiate from what the masses are doing when you're looking at it because you're a GPP guy. Um, you know, if you're entering a 10,000 person tournament, it, it's not going to be easy to just go against the grain um, from maybe your own tendencies. So you're taking, you're taking some of the things. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, are you okay? I, I'm not kidding you, man. There was a big, ass, that's a big ass snake that just went by my feet. <laughs> uh, okay. Backyard. Well, you're oh, in Florida, God. so I, I got to actually be a little worried. If it's you or, okay. if it's you or coach saying a big, a big snake, uh, you know, well, coming by you, I'm a little worried. In Connecticut, we don't really have too many snakes that we got to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I guess that's what, that's what you get for trying to enjoy oh, nature, man. one with nature while you're recording a podcast. You got to – that's um, it's also a new mascot for us over here. Well, so, uh, <laughs> snake like well, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you recoup Dang. yourself and I'll, I'll let you gear up for the next question. So, um, you know, we have a little bit of time to kill before and maybe maybe too much time that snakes are out there looking for you. But uh, one little maybe a, a little fun fact or a little question I can ask you, I guess, is, you know, maybe just give me you know, you were just touching on a guy like Hunter Renfro that you're looking forward to over there in Tampa. I'm actually looking forward to one of his counterparts that left behind the guy that probably beat him out for the job. Uh, Fran Mel mm-hmm. Reyes is a guy. I've circled, but give us another yeah. hitter, another hitter that you're expecting mm. to have like a, a breakout season. And then give us a pitcher you're expecting to have a breakout season. Maybe somebody that, uh, you know, maybe even our season long listeners, if we have any that I'm sure we do. If you play DFS, you're probably playing season long as well. Can go into yeah. their drafts, uh, you know, with, mm-hmm. a little, with a little stuff next to it. Well, let me see who I got in my notes then for you, maybe. 
let's take my favorite team here, the Indians. Let's see. Oscar Mercado, how about him? He gets up in the order second, especially at a low cost. He can he can smash it. He has speed too, because we're looking at guys that have power and speed. So um, so there's a hitter, maybe a pitcher. Let's see. I mean, I like I really like um, Shane Bieber. Got a ton of upside, and maybe probably an eighth pitcher. You know. Um, compared to some of these Verlanders and Coles type guys. Um, and if you look at, you know, uh, who was I thinking of? Oh, I, I would love to have um, this guy for the Reds that, um, oh, my goodness, who has just played for the Indians. Uh, Bauer? Bauer, yeah. I would love to have him turn out to be, a, um, you know, as advertised like he was, like in, in 2018, have a bounce-back season. So I would kind of, I wouldn't say expect it, but that's just sort of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, Bauer's a great choice just because simply he's the guy that we've seen what it looks like when he puts it together. Uh, and he's also very much like you, very analytical. So I know he's always <laughs> been known for kind of breaking down his stuff analytically and looking where, you know, uh, you know, his arm angle is necessarily and every, a little uh, where his foot's landing on the mount. Every little detail is something he takes into account. So um, yeah. I've been waiting to kind of see, uh, you know, where he's going to kind of fall. I'm not quite sold on him being an ace. I know a lot of people were uh, last season, but, you know, one really, really good standout season, uh, you know, coupled with a few. Uh, kind of mediocre seasons where he's been hit pretty hard. So I'm hoping he falls on the, uh, on the you know, not the ladder, but the, the prior, I guess. And he mm-hmm. can get back to his 2018 self. Um, some good names, man. Some good names. I know. Oh, um, I think you wanted one more hitter, right? Let's see. You get another good hitter. Oh, here. You're going to give us. A, I, I only asked one. I want a bonus, though. If you're going to give me a bonus. Uh, you said you said Mercado. I was going to let you go with that. But if you've got another one for me, yeah. You know, with Boston, that's interesting um, because they had to shake up of, with moving out bets. It'll be interesting to see who they move up to number one, and I think it's going to be Andrew Benintendi. So I think I look for his value, too. A lot of guys probably I listen to experts out there probably think he's going to have not as advertised maybe a – I think he's going to have an up year. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I've always been pretty big on Ben Benintendi. Uh, you know, he's a, definitely a nice little power-speed combo, a guy that we can see get 20 and 20. Um, I'm also looking towards uh, forward to seeing um, – Verdugo, uh, you know, the acquisition for bets. I mean, once, you know, he's a guy that's just basically struggled with health. I know he's been dealing with back issues uh, for since better half of last season. I don't even know how often he swung a bat, but now with this extended layoff, it's going to give him some time to kind of get right. Uh, And if you're telling me he's going to be a starting player in this, once the season starts with all this time, he's had off. uh, I'm going to have some definite interest in a guy like Verdugo. Um, Awesome, man. I mean, I, I, I don't mind giving up a pitcher, um, I've already talked uh, talked about just Verdugo and Fran Mel Reyes. There's two bats I'm really looking forward to. I mean, there's I could probably sit here all day, but uh, one guy I don't I don't know if you're too keen on him. Uh, sure you are. I'm super excited to see what Zach Allen's going to do this season, man. I think this kid's going to be a future stud, and it's not really a secret. I think a lot of people know who he is, uh, yep. but you know, don't let don't don't be don't be swayed. Uh, this guy is he's got everything he needs to be an ace in in this league, and if it's not this season, mm-hmm. it'll probably be the next. Uh, he looks like he could pitch, you know, pretty deep into games. He's got four pitches. He absolutely dominated in the PCL, uh, you know, a, a league where we see is pretty hitter friendly. I think like, uh, you know, stats last season, like the average uh, ERA for a pitcher in that was like, you know, over five and his was touching one. So uh, I think this kid's going to be a future stud. So he's a pitcher I'm really, really looking forward to. I kind of like, a, you know, Mitch Keller over there. 
for the Pirates. I'm expecting now with the coaching change, uh, getting base theory out far, far away from them, that they're going to start maybe going more towards that analytical approach instead of necessarily just being like, all right, just throw your best pitch, see where it gets you right down the middle of the plate, high fastball. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to him. He's another guy, another young guy to kind of keep on your radar maybe. And then some of these guys that we've nice. kind of seen over the, uh, I guess, over the past few years that you know, at one point were top prospects that we're finally seeing, whether it was a, you know, a surgery or just innings limits getting released. We talked about uh, Julio Urias. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what he can do if he gets stretched out a little bit. Wouldn't expect him to go too, too far into games, just like any Dodgers pitcher uh, that you touched on earlier. They got such a deep open where they can go to so many long relievers, like those guys like Stripling. But uh, he's another guy I'm really looking forward to seeing. So a few of them right in there, uh, a few pitchers for you guys. So that's uh, that's all I think I got, man. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty overwhelming show i think in general a lot of information for people to kind of dissect and ingest and take down and write down and uh i think you did a great job man i got a lot of stuff that i wrote down that you were talking about over here so i'm really looking forward to this season and i'm really looking forward to getting you more on, on more shows man we gotta do a couple more shows together i know that now it's baseball oh, yeah. season we're gonna be hearing a whole lot from you so uh anything oh, else yeah. you got for us before we take off no no i'm just hoping that snake doesn't come back to bite me yeah <laughs> so 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 from everybody over here at the DFS Coach Talk, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, so from me, from me, from Andy, uh, from the snake that is haunting him right now in his yard, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on with Coach. We'll be talking about pretty much a little bit more into this DFS uh, MLB world, kind of a little bit more on site preference and what to expect when you're going to these sites and how they kind of differentiate from each other. So, again, thank you guys for listening. We will be back. Take care. Watch out for snakes, guys. Uh, and Andy, get inside, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting worried about you. Yeah, I'll, I'll survive, man. I'm, you know, just surviving the coronavirus and the, and the snake virus. Yeah, we already got we already got enough on our shoulders. So get inside and stay safe, everybody. Uh, keep keep social distancing. Let's get some sports back pretty soon. Later, guys. <laughs>